Renee Winslow, and I am so grateful to be with you this morning to bring to you a message from the Word of God. If you have a cup, lift it up or just lift up your hands and let's ask the Lord to fill us up today with the hope that He has in store for us through the power of His Word. I don't know about you, but um, daily I need a reminder of the hope of Christ. Every day I need to sit in His Word. And so that is part of the reason we join together is that we get to to soak in the goodness of God as we learn about His Word. And as His Word guides and instructs us, it teaches us about His character, that He doesn't ask us anything of us that He isn't willing to do Himself. And yesterday, uh, excuse me, on Monday we talked about blessing those who persecute you. And I think Jesus is just the prime example of what that looks like as he's looking down from the cross on the people who crucified him and he's asking God to forgive them. Forgive them for they know not what they do. And if Jesus, after walking through all of the persecution, all of the, the beating, all of the name-calling, the hair-pulling, all of the horrific things that he had to endure, was able to say, there, nailed to a cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. How much more should we be willing to enter into forgiveness, recognizing that in and of ourselves we don't really have the capacity for that kind of forgiveness. It's, that's not a human ability. That's a God-given, Christ-in-us kind of ability. It's through His power that we have the ability to respond with a heart of forgiveness, respond with a heart of compassion on those who have persecuted us, who have done wrong to us. And today on Cup of Hope, we are going to talk about further relationship secrets as we continue looking at Romans chapter 12. Today we're going to read from verse 15, and this is the New Living Translation. It says, Be happy with those who are happy, and weep with those who weep. Seems simple, right? It seems simple. When you see people who are happy, be happy with them. When you see people who are sad and mourning, cry with them. But taking it at face value, if we look at happy and mourning, there's like, what are the reasons we wouldn't? Why would God even go to the effort of putting this verse in it? To me, it implies that our tendency is to not do this. Our tendency as a human is, is, is to, to not be happy when people are happy. And our tendency is to not mourn with people who are mourning or weep with people who are weeping. Not rejoicing in the things that make other people um, rejoice. And I think if God is putting it in His Word, it means that we need to pause and take note of it. Pause and reflect on it. Pause and ask the question, am I doing this? And why, if, why would I not be doing this? What's keeping me from rejoicing with people who are rejoicing, being happy for those people who are going through happy times in their life? 
and maybe the, the reality is that right now you're going through a really rotten time. And you look out and you see people around you, and I think our social media has really distorted what this looks like, that you see people around you and think, well, why do they get to be happy? Why do they get to experience fruitfulness right now? Why do they get to laugh and giggle and I'm over here broken and falling apart? Why does their life get to be all put together all the time? Why do they never have to go through anything hard? Like We can stand back from the outside and put judgment on other people's lives when we're going through something difficult wondering why they're going, not going through anything. The reality is that the Bible tells us that all will go through some kind of struggle and suffering. And the reality is that we have no idea what other people are walking through behind closed doors. What keeps them awake at night. What they dream about. What the, the weight that they're carrying is. We've adapted to become pretty good at putting on a plastic mask and, and pretending that things are great. And so when we see people who are rejoicing, we're called to rejoice with them, to enter into that with them, to celebrate with them. Why? Because it's, it's good for us as well as it is good for them. It's good for us to be reminded that God is good and faithful, especially when we are in a situation where we are going through a really difficult season. But we're to in, engage in rejoicing. We're to engage in celebrating with somebody who maybe is, is succeeding. So if you look out at somebody who is just thriving and succeeding and it seems like whatever they're touching is turned into gold, or whatever they're doing, like doors are just busting wide open and you're wondering like, I've been beating my head against the wall. And this is me. I'm, <laughs> I feel like this. I have felt like this at times. Here I am beating my head against the wall, trying to make something happen, taking a step. Maybe it, you know, all like little things in my career over the last 10 years. I've, and it feels like I'm trying to push a boulder up a mountain instead of just skipping stones and you know to cross a river hop 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 and like everything just seems to fall into place the right little stones rise that's what like looking at other people sometimes that's what it looks like that's what it will what it looks like but when we are in that middle of rejoicing. One, we don't know what happened before. We don't know the work and effort that was put in before that person got to that place where they're at to see those doors wide open. And again, we have no idea the work that's going on behind the scenes and the reason, the timing, all of that, that God is in, in control of. But it, I think we don't rejoice with people often because Perhaps we're jealous of where they're at. We're jealous of the fact that they get to experience blessing and we feel like we are experiencing this difficulty. It's, we have a judgmental attitude about, well, who do they think they are getting to do that? I ex have experienced this in my life um, as I've 
stepped more into ministry, this idea that who does she think she is? Like, I don't have a ministry degree. I'm not from seminary, but I'm, I'm speaking the word of God because he called me to. <laughs> and it's not about what other people think about that or not. I'm not checking with other people to see if they agree with what God's calling on my life is. And we need to be mindful of that, that we aren't allowing the opinions and the responses of other people, how other people are receiving what we believe God is calling and asking us to do. Don't let that response keep us from moving forward in the way that God is asking us to. I'm, in my life, there have, the book that I wrote, Ascent to Hope, is one major example of, of this, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who are weep. There are people in my life that I thought they would surely support, encourage, come alongside, celebrate, promote, like spread the word. There are people in my life who I'm very close to or who are, you know, uh, part of my close circle, family, who I thought just because of our proximity and our relationship that they would be happy for me, that they would celebrate with me this accomplishment of publishing my first book. And the re reality is that I got a variety of, of response, <laughs> right? Uh, oh, that's great to like hugs, rejoicing, celebrating. Let's go out to dinner. Let's, you know, do the whole nine yards to not even acknowledging. And the reality is that in those seasons and situations, I can focus on the, the people who, who aren't doing the rejoicing with me. Or in the sad times of life, the people who are just walking, passing by and not seeing the mourning that we're going through and thinking, like, I wonder why they don't care. I wonder why life just seems to roll along for them or it's the... Uh, that response of, um, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, but there's no real compassion or empathy. And, and the reality is, I've said that a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of reality in this message um, that we have to take ownership of those moments and recognize that we are that person sometimes. We are that person to other people who, who see the person who's mourning and hurting and thinking, eh, I don't really have time to get engaged in that mourning process with them. I don't really have time to sit with them. I, I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing to them that will hurt them or make it worse. I don't, I don't have the words to, to walk alongside, so I'm just going to step, stay on the periphery and kind of give that pat on the back from afar or, or whatever. But the and I think I, I, I get that because I, I've been there. But God is calling us to mourn with people who are mourning. To come alongside of our brothers and sisters who are experiencing amazing blessings and amazing just triumphs in their life. Who have, who have battled for years to, to find their right career and then all of a sudden doors open and 
It's just what they wanted. They were giving up hope. And our job is to come alongside and to celebrate those moments with people. As if it were us in their shoes. If we got the job of our dreams, what would we be like? What would we want other people to respond like? It's kind of like the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How do we want to be treated in those moments of great joy, in those moments of victory, in those moments of winning the trophy, in the moments of you know all the, the highlights of, of, of delivering your first child, whatever it is, and, and we say, it, typically I believe that it's because we have not the thing that the other person has, or we think we're owed, or we're due, or entitled to that thing, and so we're frustrated with God that he has given them that blessing, but not us. And then we hold it against that person, and we hold it against God. And so we aren't able to enter into a rejoicing, or we're not able to enter into a a mourning with people because we're, we're too busy, we're too jealous, we're consumed with ourselves, our self-focus. Um, and I think that in all of this, the heart behind it is that we need to do a better job of knowing people. We need to do a better job of being in community with people of really understanding what it's like to be sons and daughters of God, that we're in the same kingdom. It's not a competition. And when I rejoice and I celebrate somebody for their accomplishments, I'm celebrating the God in them. I'm celebrating the work that God has done in them because everything that happens, every blessing comes from the Father above. Every blessing comes from the Father above. I'm going to say that again. Every blessing comes from the Father above. So when we make the choice to not celebrate the blessing that someone else has received, we're missing out on celebrating our God and Father who allowed that blessing to be sowed on that person for this moment, for this time, for us to bear witness to. And when we say, yes, I want to celebrate that, like, holy cow, how amazing and for those who are walking through difficult seasons to say, I see you. I may not understand what you're walking through because I haven't been through your, in your shoes. But you're not alone. Be willing to sit with people. Be willing to, to cry with people. Their hurt becomes our hurt. That's what our God does. Our hurt is his hurt. He aches when we ache. He cries when we cry. And that is the kind of brothers and sisters we are to be to one another. Rejoicing and mourning with one another. Let's pray.
Father God, I thank you so much for this opportunity today to just take a beat and um, reflect on your word. God, I thank you for these messages from Romans 12 about how to be engaged in relationship. Father God, I pray that you would highlight the areas of our life in this verse that, that we need to get right with you. And God, I pray that you would help us to see how you are rejoicing with us as we rejoice and mourning with us when we mourn, that we get to see this is your character. This is how you live and operate. And that you don't ask us to do something different than how you choose to live and operate. God, give us the courage today to sit and mourn with people who are going through hard things. To cry with those who are hurting. To wrap our arms around somebody who just desperately needs to know that they are not alone. And God, I pray that you would help us to lay down our pride, lay down our jealousy, lay down whatever it is, God, our self-righteousness that's keeping us from celebrating the accomplishments of other people, our brothers and sisters in the faith. When, when they do great work, when they are progressing, when they're growing, God, help us to celebrate that with them and not to look at them through uh, eyes of jealousy, not to look at them through eyes of, uh, of just not believing that they deserved it or earned it. But to remember just as, as our blessings come from you, Lord, so do theirs. And that all good things come through your hands. And so we can take note of how you have been faithful, how you have blessed others, and may that be an encouragement to us as well. I thank you, Father God, for all of these things, Lord. And as your word is sent out, may it produce fruit in the lives of those who hear it, Lord, and accomplish the purposes for, for, every, for every purpose that you have set in place. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. I pray that you have a blessed and wonderful Wednesday. You could say a little prayer for my sweet Lydia. She's got a fever today. Um, just say a blessing prayer for her uh, and just have a wonderful day. I'll see you back here on Friday. Bye-bye.